in the book of Psalms tonight for a little thought that's on her heart. I told you Sunday as the Holy Ghost was moving, I had a, a message on the Spirit. I got a message tonight on spiritual growth. You know, there is a difference. I was talking with a gentleman today in Walmart, and uh, he didn't fully understand, I don't think, what I was trying to tell him till the very last. I said, you know, you can be at church and not be in church. And he looked at me funny. I said, how long have you sat on a pew, but your heart was far from there? Mine was somewhere else. You wasn't really on what was going on at church and what should we have been praying about, souls and different things like that. And we had a pretty good discussion about the Bible and things and churches. And he was explaining to me that his church had grown cold. Said, we got numbers, but we ain't got no fire. He said, I, I want to see some fire back in the church. Amen. I said, well, maybe it'll start with you. Amen. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we're all time on somebody else to get fired up. What's wrong with us getting fired up? Amen. Turn with me, if you will, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 92. Psalms 92. Verse number 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Can you say amen to that? Father, help me just a little while. Speak to your precious people here tonight. God, that we might understand some things, Lord, right here in the word of God that would help us to understand about our spiritual growth, Lord. I, I ask you, Lord, tonight to touch me, touch my mind, touch my body. Give me strength, give me wisdom, give me words, Lord, to encourage these hearts that here tonight in their spiritual growth, Father. We'll bless and praise you for all you're doing, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My Lord, to mention tonight that you can have physical growth in church with no spiritual growth. You can get big numbers sometimes, but what have you got? Big numbers. And that's all. If you come right down to it, could they pray through if they needed to? And by the way, we're going to pray here in a little while before I forget it so y'all don't let me forget it. Uh, Brother Beardy stood in several times for Brother Scott Hensley, so we're going to stand in again tonight for Brother Scott. But not only him, we'll stand, stand in for... Uh, Mark Church and Beardy and others that's getting 
dealing with this stuff that's going around. And I pray that through our prayers and our spiritual growth that we'll understand. Notice what he said there in verse number 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Amen. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And the cedars in Lebanon was where they cut the big timbers for all the parthons and all the great big buildings it was built. So we're talking about a growth. We're talking about an uprightness. Uh, He's saying, listen, in this Psalms, he said, I want you to flourish like the palm trees. Now, have you ever been in a place where there's a lot of big, tall palm? I mean, some of those palm trees are over 100 feet tall. Now, think about that. Are we flourishing like that in our spiritual life? The psalmist is trying to get us to understand. He said in verse 13, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. That's a positive statement. The trouble of it is we got a lot in the house of the Lord, but they're not planted. They ain't never took root. Amen. Seriously, they ain't never took root. How do you know that? They ain't never involved in any of the activities. They don't never show up in the choir. They don't never show up for Sunday school. Amen. Revivals, they never show up. So they can't be planted. Amen. And he said, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Have you noticed something there? God is trying to help us. Turn over right quickly in Psalms 100. And verse number four, he said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. When's the last time you done that when you come to the house of God? Amen. Amen. I mean, just come to the house of God. Nobody had to beg you. You wouldn't have to prod it. You just come in praising the Lord. You come to an altar of prayer and you just begin to praise God before anything and everything. No, we have to wait. We're approached and prodded. Oh, yes. While you're there, Psalms 102, verse number 12. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. There's your strength tonight. Our spiritual strength. God will never forget you. He told David, he said, even if you make your bed in hell, I'll be there. He's not going to forget you no matter where you're at. A lot of people think that when they die and go to hell, you're just out of God's mind. No, 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 friend. You're not out of the mind of God because his son died for you. He'll never forget you. He created you. Amen. He loved you. He had his son to die for you. And you think about it. Why? Why would he not want to strengthen us? Are you with me? Say amen. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever. And thy remembrance unto all generations. That ought to be a strength to you. Wherever you go and whatever situation you're in. Amen. Look in Psalms 102 and verse number 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. And let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day. Why would God hide his face from you? 
There ain't one reason God will hide his face from you. Unconfessed sin. God ain't going to look on sin. So if you ain't confessed it, (laughs) you better not want him to look on you. Amen. Oh, when I am in trouble, incline thy ear unto me. In the day when I call, answer me speedily. (laughs) Boy, don't you wish we'd done the same for God? Don't you wish we'd praise him speedily? (laughs) We're, We're quick to ask for it, but we're slow to give any praise for it. Turn over to the book of Hosea right quick, chapter 14. Are you there? Hosea, chapter 14, verse number 5. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily and cast forth his roots as, notice this, Lebanon. What are we talking about? We're talking about spiritual growth here. Look at verse 4. What did he say in verse 4? I will heal their backsliding. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For my anger is turned away from him. Then he said, I will be as the dew unto Israel. Israel's God's people. Ooh, wouldn't you like just a heavenly dew to fall on you and your church? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I've seen it get foggy in church a time or two. Yeah, I don't know if it's in the whole room or not, but my eyes sure got foggy. Amen. I, that's all I can answer for is myself. Hey, I felt a holy hush come on the place. Then I felt a holy reverence come on the place. And then I felt a holy movement come in the place. Amen. He said in verse 6, His branches shall spread, and his beauty shall be as the olive tree, and his smell as lemon. Listen. God is trying to say to you and I, he wants us to grow spiritually. Jesse DePlanus said this many years ago, and I've never forgot it. He said, some of you folks have been in the house of God 40 years, and you've never had a diaper change. You stink. You need a diaper change. Ain't that what he's telling us here? He's telling us that we need to be upright. We need to be strengthened. Listen, if anything tonight we ought to remember... Look there in chapter 14, verse 1. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God. For thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously so will we render the calves. Notice this. What's he saying? I'm going to give a sacrifice with my lips. You know what amazes me as a pastor? How many people say they are saved and you've never heard them testify to the fact. 
Never heard them once stand up and say, God saved me. Never once stood up and said, I remember the day God saved me at wherever it was. Little church out in the field, on the highway, in my old truck, in my driveway. How many people can you even think of tonight? You've never, ever heard them say, God saved me somewhere. And how he saved But yet they say they're saved. Now you think about it. He's asking us tonight that we, (laughs) sometimes we have to humble ourselves. I don't want to cause a scene. Well, maybe you ought to. Maybe he'd do the whole church good if you just get up and have a benefit. Amen. Amen. I mean, if nobody else in the church is having a benefit, just get up and have one all by yourself. I'll tell you what, God would be pleased with it. If God put it on you, he put it on you for a reason. Amen. He's hoping it'll spill over and maybe break out in revival. How do you know that? Look at verse 6 there. His branches shall spread and his beauty shall be as the olive tree. And his smell is leaven. He's wanting to spread out. He's wanting you to spread out. He's wanting you to humble yourself. Now verse number 7 there. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as a wine of Lebanon. You ever been where they're mashing grapes? You ever been where they're pressing apples? You're going to smell it. And you're going to smell it for miles. How many have been where they've been <laughs> cooking molasses? You're going to smell that. You can't help but smell it. That old mule or horse going around and around and that thing squeezing the juice out, the juice running out in that pan. And that man standing there with that big long stick making sure it don't scorch. And the whole valley smells like molasses, right? Yeah. Yeah. God is saying <laughs> he's wanting some Christians with a little smell to them. <laughs> Change your diaper. Lord, I'm going to bring some diapers Sunday. Lord, let me remember it. I better bring some big ones maybe. <laughs> I better go to the adult section first and <laughs> not to the children's section. <laughs> get some pull-ups for this crowd. Amen. Get you into smelling right. Right? Hey, if we're growing spiritually, the stench of sin ought to be less and less and less. Isn't it funny that the stench of sin is growing in the churches today? They that dwell under his shadow. Say with me, that's verse 7. I'm back there. There might be a question there asking you. Are you under the shadow of his wing? Hello? I mean, if you're saved, you're going to have to get under the shadow. To get the blood over you. 
amen. You wake up sometime night and remember that. <laughs> Notice what he said next. They shall revive as the corn. That's a positive statement. Amen. How many's ever saw, and, and I've seen it right here at the bottom of the hill of many a time, when they used to plant a lot of corn in this field. And we'd have a dry season and that corn will just roll up. Does anybody ever remember? It'll, just, it'll turn brownish looking. It'll just roll up and get the drier it gets, the tighter the leaves will get. Trying to keep what moisture it's got in. And then you'll see a rain come and it's green and folded back open again. That's what God's trying to say to us. We need to green up, spread out, let the Holy Ghost in a while. Rain on us, Lord. Uh, uh, Sister Tanya sings that song, isn't it? Send the rain. We need a good Holy Ghost rain, don't we? I'd like to be in a good Holy Ghost service where two-thirds of the crowd at least was slain in the Spirit and the other one-third was wondering what was happening. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to see an old time, old fashioned Holy Ghost heavens in sin killing revival where people were slain in the Spirit and the Holy Spirit was welcomed at the house of God and it felt like a heavenly dew coming down and people were enjoying it and shouting it out and praising it out. Listen, that's spiritual growth. And we certainly need to grow. Stay with me. Verse number 9, 14 and 9. Who is wise? And he shall understand these things. Come on now. Prudent, he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. And the just shall walk in them. That same conversation today we were talking about how many people are trying to get the book to fit their lifestyle instead of their lifestyle fitting the book? And if they don't like it, they'll get a different book. Amen. Am I, I'm telling you the truth, honey. I, we got preachers now that's being chosen not because they're telling the truth, but because they're preaching out of the book that conforms to the lifestyle of the people that's in the church. Amen. Instead of trying to get the people to conform to the book. Isn't that sad? Uh, all, they're hirelings, by the way. That's all they're worried about is a paycheck. I'm serious as a heart attack. That's all they're worried about is a paycheck. If they preached on your pet pee, you'd have them throwed out in a heartbeat. Ooh. Who is wise and he shall understand these things? Prudent and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right and the just shall walk in them. But the transgressors shall fall therein. I wish I had a record tonight of how many preachers have been run out of churches that I know of right around us because they preached the truth. And the people couldn't handle it. Not too far from right here, 
a preacher was run off because he preached on what a deacon should be. And a deacon that hadn't darkened the door of the church in nine years come the next Sunday and had him voted out. How is that possible? How is that possible? Can you tell me? I'll tell you how it's possible. It's run by man, not God. Mark chapter number four, get over in the New Testament if you will. Mark chapter number four. Are you there? Mark chapter number four. Let's start if you will. Uh, in verse number 25. For he that hath the him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. And he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Sown in faith, wasn't it? I cannot explain these things to you. I cannot explain to you how a cow that's black as a crow can eat green grass and give white milk and yellow butter. I can't explain that. I can't explain to you how that you can take a chicken, feed it a little corn, a little grain, a little grass, a little water, and hit a lay an egg, and that egg will make another chicken. I can't explain that. There's a lot of things that I can't explain, and this is what it's trying to get it to understand us to understand. We may come to church and we may not fully understand what's going on. The Holy Ghost movement sometimes behooves us because we don't know what's going on. We may be seeing one thing and the Holy Ghost doing something else altogether. He said he sowed it, watched it night and day, and it sprang up. <laughs> Have you ever watched your garden seems like you watch it and you watch it and you're about to say well that seed must not be no good yeah. and you go out there the next morning and it'll be that high and this seems like overnight it begins to grow like that and the hope he's trying to tell us that growing and, and go back to Uncle C.A. Hensley a child that grows too fast is abnormal Child grows too slow is abnormal. Just be normal. Amen. Amen. You ever had a, a good-looking crop and never had no food on it? Amen. I'll go back to what my daddy told me about that tater crop. I mean, I was so proud of that tater patch. Brother Jonathan, that tater patch was that high. I mean, prettiest tater patch you ever seen. There wasn't no bugs. I'd made sure it had water. It had been sprayed. I, I was tickled to death. It's looking good. And my daddy said, son, you ain't got no taters. I said, daddy, look at that garden. Look how pretty them plants are. He said, son, you ain't got no taters. I said, daddy, how do you know? He said, it's too big too soon. 
He said, oh, you're making stalk. You're not making any potatoes. Now, are you so hard-headed as I am? Say amen. Rest of you told a story. You all are as hard-headed as I am. I went down there and pulled one of them plants up. There was absolutely nothing in the ground. I'm not even talking about as little as your little finger. You know, a tater will start with this little bitty bulb. And then it grows. There's roots. But there was not one indication there'd ever be a potato on that plant. He said, you might as well plow them under and resow them. And I thought, best looking taters I've ever grown. Ain't that the way you, a lot of Christians are? They're looking good on the outside, but they ain't no root. They ain't nothing on the inside that's, that's fit to eat. And it sure ain't nothing to go around for somebody else to get about of. Right? I mean, they're dressed up. They went to church. They're looking good. Sometimes sounding good. They're watered good. Amen. Listen, don't blame it on the preaching. Don't blame it on the King James Bible. Don't blame it on the choir. Because this word will accomplish. (laughs) If a whale has to deliver it, a rooster has to deliver it, or an ice has to deliver it, it will accomplish what God sent it out to do. So if God can use all of those, surely he can use me, right? But he can also use you if you'll understand It ain't all about the appearance on the outside. It's about the spiritual growth inside. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we look good, but we ain't no good. Uh. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. When the fruit is brought forth immediately, putteth in the sickle because the harvest is come. I want to ask you a question tonight about your spiritual growth. Have you helped anybody since you've been saved find Jesus? That's a mark for spiritual growth, you know. Are you with me? Say amen. Brother Kevin Price, a young man that I love dearly. Been with me to Jamaica many, many times. One, It's been 12, 15 years ago at least, maybe longer. He said, Brother Dennis, I've never had the privilege to help lead somebody to Jesus. I said, well, we're going to pray God give you opportunity this week. So we prayed that every night right there at Bermody Baptist Church in Jamaica. A little girl sitting on the front row, maybe 10. Brother Kevin led her to the Lord that night. You'd have thought he had won the lottery of $100 million. He shouted that much, he run that much. And I thought, boy, I hope and pray that young lady's back tomorrow night. Not only was she back the next night, she had nine more sitting with her. 
on the front row. Brother Kevin was sitting over there. I said, look what you brought in, brother. He said, I didn't do it. He said, I just happened to be there when the Holy Ghost done the work. I said, that's the best way to look at it. You and I ain't never done nothing but just be an instrument used of God. And he has never forgot that. Why? Because God answered his prayer. He just wanted to lead one and know he led one. I can't remember now. I'd be afraid to say how many of those youngins that week came from that one young lady that Kevin helped lead to the Lord that night. I mean, it was several. I'm talking about 12 or 15 from that one young lady getting right with God. So if we're growing spiritually, church, we ought to be winning souls and leading them to Jesus. Romans chapter number 1, verse number 16 said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Now back up to verse number 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, Call to be saints, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you in me? Say amen. amen. Two of the fruits of the Spirit, and I'll try to close in just a moment, is peace. Peace is one of them. If you don't have any peace, are you in me? Say Amen. How are you going to have any faith? You ever get uneasy about where you're walking with God? I hope you do. That'll help keep you with God. It's when we get at ease in Zion, it's when we go to missing God. Amen. And we come in and every service is humdrum. Yeah. Amen. Are you listening? Every opportunity ought to be taken to have the peace and the faith that you need in every service. Are you with me? Verse 8, he said, For I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Do you know the faith of this little church of is spoken well? Not only here, but in Jamaica. I hear it a lot in Jamaica. This name of this church called out in Jamaica. Thank God for charity missions people who have faith. Are you in me? In peace and helping others that they may never see. I've heard that prayer many, many times. Times. Second Corinthians in closing tonight. And hopefully something's been said here tonight that'll help you to grow. Second Corinthians chapter number three and verse number eighteen. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord 
are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Are you in me? That's 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. God knows you. And I dare to say that most of us know us. When you look in the mirror, you don't see perfection. And that's what God is trying to get us to understand. We may look and we may see imperfection. But if we're growing spiritually, little by little, The Bible said in the Old Testament, one precept upon precept. Meaning you ought to know now more than you did the day you got saved. You ought to be stronger now. Your faith ought to be a lot stronger. You ought to be able to share your faith. You ought to be able to come to church and have church if nobody else has church. Right? Remember the story of the old man that used to shout in church and it unnerved the folks? And they had the deacons take him in the back room? Remember that story? Dad, you're unnerving folks. Don't be shouting in church. They give him a National Geographic book instead of a Bible. They went to service that morning. He got to flipping through that National Geographic and got to a page that told how deep the ocean was. And he went to shouting. Because he remembered God had thrown his sins in the depths of the sea. (laughs) That's enough to make a Presbyterian shout right there. To realize that God is able to put it that deep out of our sight, out of our thought, out of our mind. Only the devil will ever bring it back up to you. God don't bring it back up to you to torture you. No, he don't bring your past back up. Why do you think Satan comes to every church service? He wants to rob you of the joy, the peace, the love, the mercy. He don't want you growing spiritually. Because if you walk in here as a spiritual giant, guess what? Somebody probably get saved. Somebody probably get healed. Somebody probably gets slain in the spirit. Come on, men. Then the ladies, I want you to come gather around us also. We're going to pray as a family tonight. 